Sound Off, and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. What's that white stuff outside the window there, Kenny? (laughs) It happened. (laughs) Don't worry, Brad. Everything will be all white. Everything okay. will be all Everything white. Everything will all white. Yeah. Not all right, but all Lake, white. Lake Effect Snow has really uh, done a number on the Twin Ports. And when I say the Twin Ports, uh, parts of Duluth, most of Duluth, um, Superior, it's uh, a light to sometimes a moderate wind off the uh, big lake. And we had localized Lake Effect uh, Snow. I got up this morning, Brad, and I looked out, and I thought, oh, there's a dusting of snow. That was in the forecast. Yeah. But then as I got in my car and I'm driving to work, I thought, it's like a blizzard out here. I, I couldn't see, like, <laughs> a block away even. And it was really whipping, really coming down. And, uh, yeah, we got uh, we got a nice little lake effect thing going here. It is still snowing outside. I'm pretty sure by now, Brad, the streets and uh, avenues and stuff are treated where they're going to be okay. But uh, be careful out there. It's still going to be slippery. Well, like you said yesterday, Kenny, I mean, this is the time of year, well, for the next couple, two, two and a half months, we could easily get a lot of snow. So, yes, just got to be ready for it, I guess. Anyway, lots of things happening. Um, Yes and no. I mean, there's quite a few things happening. Um, I, I found this morning, though, a really, really good piece as I was going through my stuff about why we are starting to see a little bit of a decrease in the number of people coming across the southern border. Now, you may not have even noticed that yourself, but I have noticed it in the reports that I've been watching and the information I've been watching on news sites that I've been reading. And I mentioned the other day, for the first time, about a potential agreement that nobody seems to know about between Joe Biden and the Mexican uh, president, Anders Manuel Lopez Orbador. Well, it turns out Breitbart had a news story this morning, uh, and it was pretty pretty insightful about Biden's secret border deal with Mexico could leave border, could leave this border open for years. Now, what happened is, of course, is that we know over the last uh, month to a month and a half uh, that uh, Joe Biden has started to feel the pressure of uh, m- enormous amounts of people coming across the southern border. Well, you saw things in Texas where where Texas where the Texas governor uh, said, we're not going to allow this to happen anymore. We're going to put up razor wire. I'm going to get the National Guard out there. We're going to put containers down along the Rio Grande. Uh, we're going to do everything but put sharks and and alligators in the Rio Grande. We even, they even made an attempt to put floating barricades up and down the Rio Grande so that people couldn't come across them. And of course, Biden said, well, that's illegal. We can't do that. And tried to fight everything in court. Well, the more and more time went on, Biden started seeing his poll numbers slipping and slipping and slipping. And he realized all of a sudden when he was getting comments from, oh, like the Democratic mayor of New York City that said, this is out of control. We're spending way too much money. We don't want to, we don't have this kind of money. We can't keep we we don't we can't take any more. We're full. 
um, all of a sudden Biden realized this was going to be an election issue. So he tried to negotiate with the Republicans, and he came up with a phony baloney good time rock and roll bill that a couple of his really hardcore Republicans, you know, like Mitt Romney <laughs> and people like that tried to come up with. Well, it, it was it was non-effective. It was it was a non-starter. So the Republicans blew it out of the water and said, no, we're not, you know, we're not going to just go along with something like this just to go along. We want something that'll work effectively. Well, nothing happened. So now I think what has happened is that Biden has finally come to the realization that, holy cow, this is an issue. And if I don't do something, because every poll that came out said that the number one issue facing voters this election year is the out-of-control southern border. So Biden evidently, according to this story this morning by Randy Clark, it's a Getty's news story that hit on Breitbart, that uh, evidently uh, over the last month and a half or so, Biden has met with Anders Manuel Lopez Obador, and then he's had his henchmen, uh, you know, Blinken and Lincoln and people like that meet with him as well and meet with some of the Mexican authorities. And they've come up with a plan to stop the flow, at least temporarily, until election time, let's say, to stop the flow of illegals. Mexican and United States will hold presidential elections this calendar year. Did you know that, that both Mexico and the United States are holding them? Mexico's is actually going to be in June, and the person that is running to replace Anders Manuel Lopez Obrador is another leftist-leaning person named Claudia Seinbaum. And evidently, uh, the party that is supporting Lopez Obrador and Seinbaum has gotten together with Biden's people, and they've agreed to work on a program to close the border down for a period of time. Now, Scheinbaum is just as left as Obador is. In fact, her her whole deal, according to uh, uh, the uh, information that has been put out on her, the way to deal with the Mexican cartel is with hugs, not bullets. Hugs, not bullets. Will likely spell a continuation of the cartel's ability to continue flooding the United States with fentanyl and other narcotics if paired with Biden's victory. See, so what's happening is Scheinbaum and Biden are both trying to find a way that they can, uh, you know, make make some changes that will allow their supporters to say, oh, okay, well, yeah, it looks like they're doing something to control the border. A temporary reduction in border migration, although counter to previous actions in Mexico, could be the small sacrifice next necessary for the Mexican Morena Party and the U.S. Democratic Party to go towards victories this year. The efforts of the under-the-radar Biden administration's plan have been visible in Texas border cities recently. Apprehensions along the Texas border have dropped by 60% between, Demo between December and February. 
as reported by a lot of the news sources. The sudden reduction in migrant crossings along the Texas-Mexican border began shortly, coincidentally, I'm sure, after a series of meetings between Biden and Andro Lopez's people in late December, followed by a meeting between the Mexican president and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Department of Homeland Security, uh, the impeached Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, shortly afterwards. In short order, significant deployments of Mexican National Guard personnel and an influx of Mexicans' National Institute of Migration officers quickly rounded up migrants in northern border cities along Texas's border, and all of a sudden, those immigrants stopped appearing along the river. On the United States side in Texas, the Biden administration quietly began expediting the adjudication of asylum cases, prioritizing recently arrived migrants to ensure their quick removal from the United States. This is a well, it's been described as a Trump-like move, significantly decreased the number of migrants released into the United States, at least along the Texas border. Now, unfortunately, that has moved west to along areas along the Arizona and California border. This morning, I watched a report on Fox this morning of a site just outside of San Diego, where they were filling a bus that was headed into the interior of California with illegal immigrants who had crossed right near that area by the San Diego-Arizona border. And the interesting part, which I found very interesting of this, is the reporter, the, the Fox News reporter, a bright, young, tall, you know, tall guy looked like a typical Fox reporter, except for one thing. He spoke fluid Spanish. And he would walk up to to these guys that were standing in the line and say and, and say in Spanish, blah 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 blah, where are you where are you from? And they would tell him, Well, I'm from South America, I'm from Honduras, I'm from uh, Mexico, I'm from Guatemala. And where are you headed for? Well, we're going to the interior. We're going to go up to uh, San Bernardino. We're going up there, going here. And then he then he asked another guy, stuck the microphone and said again in Spanish, where are you from? The guy spoke to him. The guy was an African-looking individual, spoke to him in French. Turned out he was from French, some... Uh, some area in Africa that where the, where it's French dominated or was French dominated, and he spoke absolute fluid French. So the guy couldn't. He said, "Well, I can't speak. I speak Spanish, but I can't speak French. So I don't know where you're going." But again, it what it points out, and what you people out there better be aware of, is that the Democrats are making a move, but it's it's clandestine. They're making a move along the border to make it look like they're doing something to stop the flow of illegal immigrants. But it's only a look-like because what they're doing is they're temporarily holding it off until after the election. And then after the election, if they are fortunate enough to win, then things will change right back to where they were before and we'll have a flood of illegal immigrants coming in because... Obador has done nothing to stop that ever since Trump and him 
got together and had the keep in Mexico policy. And Biden could have done that all along. And that's what people are saying. Even Democrats are saying, look, Biden could have could have taken care of this problem along the board, and he just didn't want to. That was not his plan. Um, all of a sudden, there was this sudden willingness to curb illegal immigration uh, because both the uh, uh, the person that's running to take Obador's spot, uh, this uh, this woman Claudia Scheinbaum, and by the way, that's not a very Mexican name, Scheinbaum, but whatever. Anyway, she is the holder of the Marina Party ticket, which is the same party that Lopez Obador comes from. And Biden, wanna, they want to look like they're appeasing even the people in their own party, but for sure, uh, you know, independence, that, hey, we're doing, we're making an effort on the border. So let me ask you, Kenny, is this going to work? I mean, it, it appears like it's working right now. There has been a... Uh, slowdown in the amount of people coming across the border. But you can't keep this stuff hidden from the voters forever, can you? I mean, I just got the first word out, but I'm not uh, I'm not a big media mogul that's got uh, accommodations everywhere in the United States. But this word is going to get out that this is a uh, clandestine move that has not been approved by our government well, to stop what's happening, the flow. Brad, and, and this is... This is something a dummy can figure out, and yeah. I, and I say that quite candidly. However, no, I figured it out. So yes, <laughs> well, we're seeing this though in the news, and we're starting to see this now in these cities where this illegal immigration, and that's what we have to keep calling this. This is yes. illegal immigration, Brad, and and this is not sustainable. This type of immigration is not sustainable. You can't give people. Uh, uh, Debit cards with uh, five thousand dollars cash, whatever 10, 000, it is. Five thousand. This yeah. isn't sustain. And at the same time, you're relieving uh, uh, student debt relief, and you're spending, and this is not good. Um, I just got a call from somebody, Brad. They were at their bank in Superior, actually credit union, and they said they can't give them any money right now. Their system is down. This is now, part of that. Uh, part this of is that on the heels cell, cell system of what yeah. happened yesterday. And what did we hear? Oh, it wasn't a cyber attack. It wasn't uh, sun uh, sun flares. It was a coding error. Oh, <laughs> coding okay. Error. But they were very vague on what the problem was. So I don't know if this is related. I don't know if other people are having this problem. If you are, send us a text or call us. Yeah, yeah. Let us know because uh, we're curious to see. If this is something that is just very isolated or are there a lot of people around the country having trouble, you know, because that's the way most banking is done today. You don't see a lot of cash being handed back and forth. Uh, You see transfers being done by ATM machines and things like that. Um, I'd be curious to see. Yeah, we got to take our first break. Anyway, this is a good way to start the show off today. We invite you to call 722-0839, and we'll be right back after this first break. KDAL time is 1128. Uh, we are cold, Brad. It's 18 degrees at the National Weather Service. Snow continues to fall in downtown Duluth, the Superior, right along the uh, far western edge of Lake Superior. We are under a lake effect a snow system, and it is still coming down pretty good downtown Duluth here. 
Now, are they saying, is this going to have any measurable depth to it? Well, it already has, Brad. There's several inches of snow around the Twin Ports. Um, I'll get some snow depths here. But, uh, say, we've got TJ from Thorlickson Tax Service on the phone. Well, people kind of wait to hear from TJ on Friday. Uh, TJ Thorlickson is, uh, of course, our special on taxes, our expert on taxes. And a lot of people have been uh, calling and sending uh, information uh, to him that they would like to have some advice on taxes by him. Uh, TJ, how are you doing on this Friday? You know, I'm I'm doing great. You know, when, we always talk about how fun it is when you can give people their money back, but I got kind of a different fun thing that happened that I just wanted to share with everybody. I, I think okay. it's probably the oldest client I've ever had. <laughs> he's a wonderful guy named Frank, 98 years old, World War II. Wow. And wow. nothing cheers me. Me and the staff sat around and chatted with that guy, and it was just fun to hear his life stories and things. And it was just really fun. You know, just a, what, a, what an adventure that guy lived. And he walked in himself. He got, you know, the uh, Arrowhead Transit and still walking and talking. And it was really fun. So That's fantastic. <laughs> so here's some IRS news that people might like. Okay. You know, no one quite knows why, but the IRS is filing 20% less returns over last year or, be, you know, comparing this year to last year. So this year they're 20% down. So 20% less people are filing returns right now. Now that's, no one quite knows why. That's a big number. That's a so, huge number. Any any indication or any guess why that might be? Well, I, I don't know, but we've been seeing a trend and, you know, it's, it's it borderlines on political, and you know I don't get into political things. That's a lot of your show, though. But it's like, right, it's, right. I think a lot of. I mean, last year, two years ago, remember we two and three years ago, we had all that COVID free money. Okay. Yes. And last right. year, when the season was done, there were a ton of people that started their file. They started to file it, you know, and then they weren't getting enough of a refund, so they just didn't file. They weren't getting enough money back, so they didn't file. It was about 15 or 18 percent, you know, in the hmm. H&R Block, Jackson Hewitt, TurboTax, about 30, almost 30 percent of the people that started a return just didn't finish it because there wasn't enough money coming back. As if taxes had become a rebate program instead of a tax program. And so I, I personally, this is just my opinion, it's kind of like I think America's seeing taxes as more of a rebate, free money thing than it is that we got to pay for our government and pay for our country a bit. But oh. I don't know how it's going to end up, but this far along to be 20%, 15 anyway, percent down, it's kind of scary because, yeah. you know, that's it. Yeah. And the other thing people are noticing is that refunds are, what did I read this morning? It was like 16 or 18% less than they were last year. But oh. that's not about the government. It's because these new W-4s don't withhold as much, which is oh. weird. So. People that, you know, they're always, when I get done with taxes, they're like, I got more back last year. Well, take a look at what was withheld last year compared to this year because they're not withholding as much with the new calculations. So people are getting less refunds than they think. It's the government not giving them money, but it's really that they didn't, the government wasn't given the money because they weren't taking enough out of the paychecks. It just sure. would reduce your, your refund. So, so it's a little... It's kind of confusing to people because they look at that dollar amount and they sort of count on it as part of their budget. And when they're not having as much taken out of their checks, it can be a real surprise at tax time when, heck, 
is $1,000 less than last year. When inevitably, you're still paying the same, they just took it out differently, if that makes sense. Right, right. You know, that that does bring up an interesting point. A lot of people look at their tax time as a way to get a kind of get a little bonus. They they, they uh, figure out that they're going to get so much back on a return every year, and they look at that as almost like a little bonus thing. They don't don't seem to think about the fact that they're paying into those taxes all along to get a little bit back. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was trying to say. Maybe it was confusing, but I do see that a lot. I mean, I've done this for, what, close to 30 years, and it's it's odd because people are like, gee, in the spring I get a nice gift from the government. It's like, well, no, you're just getting your money back. <laughs> but if you want to think of it as a gift, I guess, but you're just getting the money that you gave them back. So, But I did the same sure. thing. I have people that they put away five, six, seven extra thousand dollars, and then in the spring they know they're getting that money back, and then they go take a trip with it. So, you know, just sure. people just need to understand that just because the tax refund is less doesn't mean that the government is handing out less money. They just didn't collect as much. So that's right. an important thing to look at. Well, I'll tell you what, Northlanders, uh, a lot of people are thinking about their taxes this time of year. If, if you've been listening to TJ on Fridays for a while, you know that he is willing to look at your taxes, even if you've done them yourself. Uh, he's willing to take a look at them, and he won't charge you for anything unless he's got to change a lot of things for you. So you might want to have a professional look at your taxes because there's been some cases, one particular one that I really remember, where somebody from our show went in to see TJ, found out that he had not been claiming enough mileage that he should have claimed, and you got him back something like $52,000 over a couple of years' filings. So not saying that that's going to happen to you, but it doesn't hurt to have a professional check your taxes and make sure you're doing things right. You can do that by calling TJ at 218-279-1920. That's 218-279-1920. And then, uh, TJ, you got to help me with this again because I didn't write your uh, your email address down right last week because somebody told me I gave it to him and somebody said, no, nah, that didn't go through. So if they want to send you a message and set up an appointment with you, how do they do that? They can go online to Thorlakson.com and that's spelled T-H-O-R-L-A-C-K-S-O-N. And there's a section for set up a consultation and you can make your own time. And then there's one for tax, uh, ta- making a tax appointment. And then if you want to email me, it's just same. It's tj at thorlexin.com. And it's a T like Thomas, not a P. So yes. that, that might help out because it's a Thorlaxon. It's Icelandic. Thank you so much. Have a great uh, week, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next Friday. Sounds good. Kenny, we got to go uh, do our CBS News, and then we'll get cranking here on a Friday in the Northland. KDAL. It's the stuff. Wake up, America. People are talking about. Because we're being overran. Our borders are being overran. This is KDAL AM 610 and FM 103.9. KDAL time is 1141. Light snow continues in downtown Duluth. Let's go to the Army Corps of Engineers. 21 degrees on the air temp. And Brad, if you're uh, keeping track of the wind in knots, 16 knots out of the northeast. Now, explain to me, how do knots relate to miles per hour? Are they, how far off? 
I don't know. <laughs> Neither do I. No, so I, I don't. It sounds good. Knots is a is a naval term, right? Or a, or a uh, sixteen a knots term. is eighteen about eighteen and a half, eighteen point four. 16 knots is 18 miles an hour. So winds are out of the northeast at 18 miles an hour uh, down by the big lake. So there you go. Um, And actually, specifically, it's east-northeast. So we uh, still have snow coming off the big lake in these snow bands. And I'm looking there. So anywhere from basically uh, about Duluth Heights out to about Parkland, Wisconsin, and points southwest, my goodness, man, there's a, still a band of snow. It's stretching now, how, all the way to far, I-35 in Carleton County. It is, okay. Yeah. But how far out west from there? I mean, if, if I was up in Floodwood right now, would no. it be snowing up there? Nope. No, no, okay. no. This is a line that runs basically northeast to southwest, and right now uh, this snow band reaches towards Moose Lake, uh, Mattawa, Barnum, those areas, uh, Carleton, uh, Highway 200, I'm sorry, 210, at I-35, uh, this is all lake effect snow, Brad, and it's going to continue. Um, well, we're going to keep an eye on it, but it is still snowing. Well, listen, Northlanders, uh, I got a second story for you. Uh, you know, I told you this morning about this uh, supposedly secret hush-hush deal that Joe Biden and Obador have put together to help each other's party in this coming election to kind of because they know the influx of illegal immigrants is going to be a big issue on the ballot. Even if it's not on the ballot, it's going to be a big issue. So they've decided to hold off to uh, get the National Guard in Mexico and other people to keep people away from the Texas border for a while. Now, the reason I bring this up again is because the story I found this morning on Obador uh, leads me to believe that, and I mean, I'm fairly old in life, Kenny, and I know I'm coming to this very late, but I think there's a good chance that a lot of politicians are crooked. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean that they do things to pad their own, if not their own pocket, for sure their own process to getting elected. Because I found this story this morning on New York Times of all places. Lopez Obador's allies had cartel connections. American law enforcement uh, officials spent years looking into allegations that allies of Mexican President Anders Manuel Lopez Obador met with and took millions of dollars from drug cartels after he took office, according to U.S. records and three people familiar with the matter. The inquiry, which has not been previously reported, uncovered information pointing to potential links between powerful drug cartel operatives and Mexican advisors and officials close to the president while he governed the country. But the United States never opened a formal investigation into Lopez Obador. Why? Is there a real connection between him and the Biden administration? The officials involved ultimately shelved the inquiry. The American people ultimately shelved the inquiry. They concluded that the U.S. government had little appetite to pursue allegations against the leader of one of America's top allies. 
said the three people familiar with the case who were not authorized to speak. Lopez Orbador called the allegations completely false. They're completely false, responding to questions from the New York Times on Thursday. He said the news of the inquiry would not in any way affect Mexico's relationship with the United States, but he expects a response from the U.S. government. Does this diminish the trust the Mexican government has in the United States? Lopez Orbador said at a regular news conference, adding, time will tell. Drug cartels have long infiltrated the Mexican state from the lowest levels to the upper reaches of government. They pay off police, manipulate mayors, co-opt senior officials, and dominate board swaths of the uh, broad swaths of the country. And it just it just stands to reason that with as much money as flowing through these drug cartels and back and forth across the border, one of the sources told them that after the president was elected, a founder of the notorious violent Zetas cartel paid $4 million to two of Lopez Obrador's allies in the hope of being released from prison. Now, they didn't say whether they were released or not, but investigators obtained information from a third source suggesting the drug cartels were in possession of videos of the president's son picking up drug money records showed. In other words, not only did they pay graft to the Obador uh, family, to his son, who picked up the money. Well, let me ask you this question. Do you suppose if somebody had called Hunter Biden and said, hey, Hunter, we got a couple of million dollars here. Uh, if you'll uh, kind of, you know, bend an ear of your dad and uh, keep him off of, uh, uh, you know, going after the drug cartels coming across the border. We got a couple of million dollars cash here. Uh, we can make arrangements for you to pick it up at a park bench in, uh, you know, the park outside of Washington, D.C. You suppose he would have showed up? <laughs> Lopez Obador denied all the allegations made by the informants. The U.S. law enforcement officers also independently tracked payments from people they believed to be cartel operatives to intermediaries for Lopez Obador. Two of the people familiar with the inquiry said. So here you've got a New York Times expose that just came out that has said that the Lopez Obador empire has been crooked since the day they took office and they've been, the cartels have been paying money. And you know, there's, I mean, we're talking about billions of dollars of money floating around between these cartels on a regular basis. There's so much fentanyl coming in this country. I just saw a report the other day from some little town in Tennessee someplace that had been tracking and arresting people that were hauling it north and hauling it up along the East Coast. They had a, they had a, a collected enough fentanyl that they could kill off over 50,000 people with the fentanyl. The Biden administration has an enormous stake in managing its relationship with Obador, who is seen as indispensable in containing a surge in migration that has become one of the most contentious issues in American politics. So there you go. That's the, that's the uh, 
ghost in the closet, so to speak, is that you are seeing a decrease right now at the southern border, at the Texas border. Yes, partially because uh, the governor of Texas has done a yeoman's job of doing everything he can to keep those numbers down, putting up a razor wire and uh, putting up uh, containers and and uh, doing everything, putting the National Guard there. But the biggest reason that they may not be coming like they were before by the droves is it because Biden and Obador have made an arrangement to keep them down south until after their election in June and the Democrats' election in November. We'll come back and talk about more. And, of course, if you want to get involved in the show today, you can simply pick up your phone and call us anytime you want. And the number there is 218-722-0839. And you can use that number to either call us or just text us a note. We'll be back shortly. KDAL time is 1155. Light snow continues to fall in downtown Duluth, Brad. And, Brad, on the phone we do have from Zenith Autoglass, we have George on the phone. Well, George, I'm so glad we could talk to you today because I'm I'm curious now that you've had both Superior and uh, the Duluth office open for a while. Are things rolling along pretty good? They seem like they are. Yeah, yeah, they sure are. We had a tremendous turnout for the uh, two days of open house or, or grand opening events. Uh, just so gratifying, all the people that showed up to show their support and, and sharing our enthusiasm. Outstanding. You, you know, I was just thinking, after having gone through your Duluth location and looking at the, you know, just the spectacular way you guys have run that operation and how clean and neat and everything is in order and all the equipment is the best up to date, I assumed that once the people of Superior saw what was going into the location at 2803 Banks Avenue, that they'd be pretty excited about it as well. Yeah, we got a lot of very positive feedback. Uh, everybody thinks the place looks beautiful and and uh, very professional and comfortable. I think you had mentioned a couple of weeks ago that are you in the process of bringing on some additional people to help uh, maintain both locations? Yeah, yeah I have a uh, another customer service rep, uh, somebody that a lot of people in town know, uh, okay. but I, I can't, I'm sworn to secrecy so far. Okay. Uh, but we're really right. excited to have her start, and uh, uh, she's going to do fantastic. That's going to be exciting. In other words, the people in Superior, that location will have, again, people that have a lot of professional combined experience, uh, which is going to be a real plus for them, too. Oh, yeah. Well, now, Casey, Casey uh, who I hired myself back in 2005 at another company, She's over there, and uh, well, they just don't get any better than that. Uh, those that know Casey Blatt uh, know she's just she's a sweetheart, but, boy, she knows this business. Well, I don't know what happened there, George. I think we lost Bradley. Yeah, maybe. Okay, well, we'll have to... Re- he'll, he'll, he'll wing it and uh, <laughs> finish it up. Well, let's uh, let's let folks know how they can get a hold of Zenith Autoglass, whether they're in Superior or Duluth, and does it even matter? It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, the, the 715-575-5555, 218-275-5555. Uh, they ring both places. Zenithautoglass.com, of course, you get a, 
a uh, speedy reply if you contact us through there. Uh, so we're good, easy to find. Good to know. Good to know. George, thank you so much. And uh, we will talk to you again next Friday. Thank you. Zenith Autoglass, great company, great service, great products, great people to know here in the Northland. If you've got an issue with your windshield, please give them a call. And keep in mind, too, that when you talk to your insurance agent, uh, let them know you want full glass on that policy uh, so that you get that glass coverage on there. And uh, hopefully it's not going to be too much out of pocket. But when you have full glass on your policy, uh, they're going to cover you pretty well. So do that. And uh, we'll restore that connection with Brad and uh, come back uh, looking out the window here at KDAL. And I am seeing snow coming down, and it's coming down in a pretty good clip. So uh, snow is still falling. Uh, We could see three to four inches out of this in some areas, and they already might have that in some areas. So stay here on KDAL. We'll keep you updated.